Are you ready for change? Hit it! That's what I'm talking about! Wait! Okay now, from the beginning. Hit it, boys. You're listening to the Mr. Change Agent Podcast with your host, Ron Ovid, author, teacher, recovery coach, pastoral counselor, and creator of Emotional Relearning. We've been having a series of podcasts talking about all sorts of things, talking about emotional well-being. Well, we're going to continue that today, and we're going to discuss the circle of emotional health. And Ron, let's get right to it. Why don't you explain what you mean by circle of emotional health? Well, I guess I came up with circle because I like circles. <laughs> and I thought it's, it's not necessarily one building upon another. But I think the circle would be incomplete if we didn't include a lot of these. People think emotional health just happens by itself. It doesn't. Uh, we have to be very purposeful. Uh, life is stressful. You know, we have a lot of things uh, that we need to change in our own thinking and that, and it takes work. But it, there's a lot of things that are involved, and so I want to take some podcasts over the next few podcasts to go over some of these. Uh, there's medical assistance. There's uh, spiritual disciplines, uh, forgiveness, self-compassion, you know, being able to receive love, being good enough, self-truth. You know, what's the truth about me? Trauma relief. One that uh, really is exciting is amygdala dysregulation. We'll talk about that in some future uh, podcasts. And then, of course, having uh, being able to play and uh, having support and treatment therapy. So I'll, we'll be going over those in uh, next podcasts to come. Okay, Ron, you're using the term emotional health. Will people needing help emotionally, should they seek medical help? Well, I think so. I think, you know, in fact, that was the first one that I put on the list. I think people should always seek their doctor's advice. I don't uh, prescribe. I don't diagnose. You know, rather, I think people should uh, go see their doctors. The purpose of this program isn't to diagnose or prescribe, rather to help and give assistance. But I always encourage people to see their doctor first. There's a lot of physical things that could be wrong that could attribute to emotional dysregulation, to uh, depression and anxiety. And so a lot of times medication is very helpful. Uh, also, there's a new field now called functional medicine, which gets into a lot of uh, different ways to help people. So yes, I'd say, uh, first of all, see your doctor. Explain to him or her you know, what's going on. Uh, seek other professionals if you have to. There's chiropractors, psychiatrists, there's all kinds of professionals out there that can help you uh, and, and help you with the physical part of emotional well-being. So if I understand correctly, you're saying there's a correlation between physical health and mental health? Oh, I, I believe so, very much so. I think that the way we eat, the way uh, the, the sedentary lives we live has a lot to do with how we feel emotionally. And, and we're learning a lot about it. Uh, so many things medically can go wrong and cause emotional difficulties. So I encourage people to, you know, get a physical. Uh, get the blood work done. Go under some medical supervision before you try some of the things that we suggest. Uh, you know, start to exercise. Get a good eating program. And if needed, get help with sleeping. You know, so those are all important. Okay, then in other words, you're saying that being healthy physically, it's important to being healthy emotionally? Yes, yes, I believe so. And, and that doesn't go down well all the time because in our society, you know, we're so busy. 
Uh, we sit in front of a computer or maybe we're driving a truck or we're at an office doing work. We live more sedentary than we used to. And so we have to be purposeful. And so let's consider three areas here. Uh, we're talking about emotional health, but if we don't uh, help ourselves f- become physically healthy, we, you know, we're really got to strike against us. So let's talk about exercise. Exercise has been proven over and over and over again in all kinds of scientific studies that it's, it's, it's crucial in helping with anxiety and depression, with all kinds of emotional issues. Exercise is important, and, and it doesn't have to be a very vigorous exercise that you do. I, I started when I was 23. I realized I started in the ministry when I was 20, and and I had been physical, you know, I had done a lot of exercise and that, and then all of a sudden I'm teaching and preaching all the time. And all of a sudden, man, I just physically just went down the tubes. And so I, th- I was challenged, I was lifting weights and the guy challenged, he said, Ron, you're not in shape. I go, what are you talking about? Can you run? Do you, can you run two miles? Well, I, you know, I, I don't know. But it, it stuck with me, and so I started out. I remember I lived on a, a little farmhouse in Lyme, Ohio, and there was a bridge down the road about a quarter mile. And uh, so I, I didn't even have shoes then. I had boots, work boots. I would run down there, and I was so winded by a quarter mile. <laughs> My cocker spaniel beat me, you know. <laughs> I uh, sat down at the bridge for a few minutes, prayed, and then turned around and ran back. And that started me on like a... 33-year adventure of uh, probably over 20,000 miles of running. But then when I came to uh, Chicago and worked in a church, the first three years I was there, I was so busy, and actually I stayed busy all the time, but I quit exercising. My back, I had hurt my back from running in the hills of Georgia, and so I didn't run anymore. In fact, I didn't exercise, and all of a sudden, man, I gained like 20 pounds, you know, I I wasn't feeling good. And one day, a guy who who was, uh, you know, overweight came in and said, "Well, I gotta, I gotta get walking." And he talked about how these women and him were in this competition to see if they could get to ten thousand steps. And it intrigued me. I'd heard about ten thousand steps, but he had a little pedometer, and so I went and bought me a pedometer. And of course, the challenge was on. Well, now I have one. You know, it's on my phone. You can get it almost on any smartphone. And so my goal is to, you know, keep up with that 10,000 steps a day, you know, five days a week. And I've been able to do that now for many years. So walking, you know, uh, running, bicycling, uh, ellipticals, you know, something that gets your heart going. And, and if you can, you know, once or twice a week, boost it up, boost it up, interval training, they call it. And so you'll be amazed at what you can do. But here again, go to your doctor, get permission, start slow and work your way up. And so that's important. Uh, Now, I don't lift weights like I used to. Uh, Instead, I have these rubber bands. And boy, I tell you, my my son came and visited, and he's a big weightlifter, and he was was challenged by these rubber bands. I mean, you can really get uh, some real strength exercise, but you need some kind of muscle strength exercise too. And then build the core. And there's all kinds of exercises that you can do that will help you build build that core and uh, so yeah exercise is important exercise is important indeed but what about nutrition things we put into our mouth and eat you know i know i i uh have been at fault many times in eating the wrong snack you know it's mm-hmm. all out there sugars everywhere sweets. oh yeah i'm a chocoholic and uh, 
Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so what about nutrition? How does that fit into the picture? Well, nutrition is crucial. I mean, it really is. Uh, we don't want to think so. I mean, you know, we go, well, how did we ever live, you know, if everything's so bad that we ate, you know, and, and then every other day something else is wrong, you know, and I get that. But let's not let that be an excuse. You know, it's easy easier to become cynical than it is to eat, right? <laughs> and cynicalness isn't going to help you. So I know when I, I mentioned that I had gained all that weight, well, I decided all of a sudden that I, I was going to lose it. And so I, I picked up my walking, but I knew that the eating had had to go away too. I was getting used to eating something sugarly in the morning and having my caffeine, my Diet Mountain Dew or whatever. And, you know, I was 10, 15 cans a day or whatever, you know. And I was functional, obviously, you know, but I decided there's got to be a better way. So I went and found a eating program that... Uh, worked on body fat. Oh, there's a lot of eating programs out oh, there. Oh, yeah. And the main thing is, you know, most of them work if you work them. You yeah, know, so, you know, <laughs> most it. of them work if you work them. So I'm not here to push one over another. You know, do do what you can. But here again, diets come and go. You want a lifestyle. I've done this lifestyle now for many years. And I've asked that I get off a little bit. But I can, I've maintained my lost weight within a couple pounds for years. And the way I did it was with uh, low sugar and, and low carbs. Now, a lot of the programs are that way. But almost every program recommends that you get away from processed foods and away from sugar. I mean, it's in everything. So I started doing that, and I started off very militant in the beginning, and you have to almost. But I started making my own light low shakes and, and that stuff, and pretty soon, you know, here again, I found substitutes. I found things that I could eat, things that I did like. And, and boy, it's amazing. The, the belly fat, uh, in fact, it was the belly fat diet, I think, was the name of the one I started with. And uh, it, it really poured off. Found myself getting more energy. Next, I stopped doing caffeine. I, you know, Mr. Change Agent, I talk about habits. I have a new book coming out uh, called The Habit Challenge. And I've changed a lot of habits in my own life. And one thing I wanted to do, because I work with so many people in addictions, is I want to know what it was like to be stimulant-free. You know, do I need caffeine to keep me going? And so I went cold turkey. You know, I was able to cut out the caffeine and uh, a lot of the sugar substitute kind of things. Well, what about uh, vitamins? A lot of people, you know, you go to a chiropractor and they have a wall full of uh, all kinds of vitamins and everyone's on the health kick. Is there value to that? Well, you know, there's varying opinions. You know, of course, some people say, well, no, you know, the capsules sit in your stomach and they don't dissolve, you know, and others say, well, ours go into your system. Some say it's a waste of money. Others say it's vital. You know, I don't see anything wrong with getting the multiple vitamin, you know, making sure you get some good vitamin C and D and E. And here again, go to your doctor, see what they recommend. And I don't think you have to go overboard. But I think, you know, we don't get all the nutrition we should out of our food. And we need the basic building blocks of vitamins. So I think it's important to, to get a vitamin. I think there's two things uh, as far as nutrition is concerned that uh, many people don't uh, hear about much. And one is the amino acids. Uh, this came to me all oh, quite a few years ago when I was in the, working in addictions and that, that they found that uh, a lot of times people in addictions have a dopamine deprivation. They're missing some out on some of their amino acids, and many people suffer with a serotonin deficiency. And so uh, as a result, I, I did a lot of studying and 
And so there's tyrosine, you know, that works with the dopamine, and you can use tryptophan that helps with serotonin and GABA that works with glutamate and, and you know, other, other amino acids. And you can try that. And I have, in fact, I have a test if someone wants it, you know, that will kind of ask you some questions like an inventory, and it makes recommendations on what amino acids you might need. And they can, if they want it, I'll be happy to send it to them, email it back to them. They can email me at ron at empowerministry.org, and I'll be happy to send it to them. The other one is uh, this intermittent fasting. It's, it's a fad, but it's really, it really does have a lot of science behind it. My son uh, introduced me to it, but it's where you go 16 hours without food. So let's say you stop eating at uh, 7 o'clock. And so the next morning, you're, you're up, well, it's 7 o'clock, that's 12 hours, 8, 9, 10, 11, you know, by noon, you're 16 hours. And so then you eat your food between noon and 7 o'clock again. But that intermittent fasting, is so you drink water in the morning, you know, things that don't spike your blood sugar, it gives you energy, it helps burn fat, it's really incredible. I don't, you don't do it every day, I mean, some people might, but you can, you know, if you do it once or twice a week, and here again, you know, you can spend that, uh, you know, some of that time meditating and that. Uh, but that's just a physical intermittent fasting. And you can look up more information on the Internet and find out all about that. Okay. Now, uh, you haven't mentioned sleep. I know you're going to. You have to. That's, <laughs> that, that has to be in there. Am I right? Well, yes. Uh, sleep is very important. Uh, back when I was in graduate school, it seemed like the fad back then was uh, you don't need sleep. There were studies out on it and, you know, guys that went for days without sleep. Do you remember that? Oh, I remember that. Yeah, it's like you can make it on two hours and (laughs) all kinds of guys were saying that. Well, I had three boys, you know, a lot of energy, and I wanted to be with them. And trying to get them to bed early was like, uh, you know... (laughs) impossible but so and by then I wanted to you know be with my wife too so I would start studying at 10 30 at night and so I would go to bed at 2 30 you know something like that and so I got used into this pattern of you know going on you know four five six hours sleep and I did that for a long time you could probably do that in your 30s (laughs) you know but sooner or later you're going to pay the piper it's not healthy. You know, if you're trying to lose weight, sleep is important. If you're trying to do exercise, sleep is important. Uh, sleep is important to our emotional health. And studies are out now. The average adult needs seven to eight hours of good sleep. Now, you get older, you need to get up sometimes. But, you know, if you're up less than 10 minutes, I mean, you know, just a few minutes, that's, 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 that still counts. It still counts. But you need seven to eight hours. But it's amazing how many people have trouble sleeping. And so there's a lot uh, that you can do to help yourself, you know, like uh, don't do the caffeine in that, you know, a couple hours before you, know, you go to bed, you know. Uh, don't watch scary stuff right before you go to bed. You know, t- take 15, 20 minutes before you go to bed to relax. I like to, you know, meditate or pray or even read a little bit just to slow your brain down. If there's something bothering you, pray about it. Write it down where you can work on it the next day. They talk about the light from a computer in your phone. I know on my phone I turn it down, the light, real low. It's called the nighttime mm-hmm. because they say something about getting all that light into your eye gate. It just keeps you up. Well, it sets the melatonin. It doesn't allow the melatonin to work the way it should, you know, because nighttime is for sleep, right? And that's, you know, it's nice to have the darkness. So, yeah, it's, it uh, works against you. 
I've uh, worked with a, a company, too, that has a product called DreamPad, and they do uh, this filtered music that works through bone induction. And so it's this thin pad that goes under your pillow, and it uh, plays this different music filtered, and it goes, you know, so your person next to you can't hear it. It's going through the bone in your head. It's bone induction. But I've had great success with people that couldn't sleep using that. It's it's not cheap. It's like eighty dollars or something like that. I don't. I can't remember right now. But I'd be happy to give people information again if they want to email me at Ron at uh, EmpowerMinistry.org, and I'll be happy to help them. This has been really good, Ron. I, I'm feeling unhealthy right now listening to all this. <laughs> I need to go out and jog and run around. <laughs> Let's see. I'm going to go run around the building. I'm going to eat some healthy snacks and go to bed. How's that? I'll, there you I'll go. get all three of them. <laughs> uh, but really good. I think all of us fail somewhere along the line when it comes to taking care of ourselves. We're in a stressful world. And uh, this has been very good. And there's a lot of information you can get from Ron. You've already heard a few things he's offering. And you can contact him again at ron at empowerministry.org. Ron at empowerministry.org. While you're there, do that forward slash resources, and you'll see all types of things as well. And you can check out more of these podcasts, like it. You can sign up for both YouTube channels. Uh, the Empower for Living YouTube, and the Mr. Change Agent YouTube channel as well. So thank you again for joining us today on the Mr. Change Agent podcast with your host, Ron Ovid, author, teacher, recovery coach, and pastoral counselor. There's a lot of material for you, so look it up again at empowerministry.org forward slash resources, and we'll see you next time on Mr. Change Agent podcast. (laughs) 